0: continuing to answer your questions all today on locked on tigers you are locked on tigers your daily detroit tigers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. I appreciate you all greatly. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. Bucks. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All righty. Well, we are back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Halfway point in the week here. Uh, yeah. Hope you're all having a, a good week. Heading into the holiday season can be stressful for some. Hope everyone's managing and doing well throughout. All right. Uh, So we are going to continue to answer your questions that were asked on last Wednesday's show a week ago now. And I really have no issue with just making this like mailbag week. And again, like if if you ask more questions, I can't guarantee I'm going to have time to get to those, right? Because then we're going to be going into next week and beyond. But at least for this week, I, I think that Uh, I don't mind just doing we're going to answer more questions from last Wednesday's episode today and then finish up the rest that got asked on Friday because we got so many good questions. And the reason why I don't really have an issue with it is genuinely because uh, it doesn't pigeonhole us into any one type of conversation right like i had an episode a couple of weeks ago that uh, i i appreciated and really liked the conversation around obviously sometimes it's needed but it was just whole 30 minutes just about third base and what the tigers are going to do there i think that this kind of allows a lot of flexibility we have questions about the new scoreboard and we have questions about third base and we have questions about like when we're going to extend riley green and like everything in between and the fact that we can cover more bases no pun intended that way uh, I really don't mind just taking this week and answering a lot of questions. And then again, next week, we'll kind of get uh, get back on track, so to say, and uh, and keep the ball rolling with with news and notes and everything. So um, let's get right into it, or back into it, I guess I should say, uh, because we did have Monday's episode as well. This one is from Thomas on YouTube. He says, uh, if the Tigers made no more major league moves for the remainder of the offseason, do you think the Tigers could still win the division slash make it to the postseason, given continued development of the young core and a healthy rotation? You know, I get this question rather often. Uh, and it's, it's uh, I think that this right now is the first time that I feel like I'm at a comfortable point in the off season where I can answer it and not just feel like I'm like, oh, like, let's wait and see, right? Like, I feel like we're close enough to done there might be another move or, or even two up the sleeve, but I think that this is this is relatively close to what the opening day roster is going to look like. So it's tough. Um, I, I think, as I said, if you listened to the Jack Flaherty episode last Friday, uh, I think that there are a lot of ifs on this roster and not all of those ifs will be positive and we like to think that they will because there's a chance that any of them will be but statistically there's no way that all of them will be and so if a majority of those ifs end up being positives and and I'm this sounds like I'm like getting super like super super uh I don't know like like simple with it but uh I, like genuinely, and we'll talk about this when we get closer to opening day. There are like I i have an argument that that I don't know, 20 of these like 26 spots on this roster are quote unquote ifs. Spencer Torgelson, an if. Is he gonna take a step forward or not? Riley Green, stay healthy, take a step forward or not. Carrie Carpenter, first half, second half last year. Which one's the real him? Um Uh, Mark Hanna in his mid-30s, like, uh, yes, he's going to walk a lot. High floor move, I like, but, like, what's the ceiling there at this point? Tarek Skubal has never even come close to a fully healthy season. Casey Mize coming off of Tommy John. Like, all of these things could work out really well, but it's also all of your best players that you are trying to rely on could also not work out well, right? So, and that this is the most critical part of any team build. And, and and rebuild whatever you want to call it. This is the this is the crucial part. It's so easy to lose. It's so easy to lose. It is so easy to suck, and then take the bona fide top prospect in the top five picks in the draft every year. But once you filter out the old regime and those players start working their way through the minors and get to the majors, and you start relying on them, and then they become your pillars and your core. This is the launching point. It's right here. If it was a graph, it would be a lot of this, a lot of ups and downs. It looked like the uh, top thrill dragster at Cedar Point, right? Just like constant dips and and really high peaks and and then straight down, right? The, on 2019, you bought them out. On, on the uptick of that, you are at the point where every rebuild has gotten to. They've all gotten to a point where people have been optimistic. People have been excited. Um, You know, There's actually some hope. You have some good prospects that were drafted really high that you can circle. Every single rebuild ever has gotten to that point. But the Cubs went 100 years without a World Series because of the next step. And that was continued roster building. Some rebuilds get to this point and then flare out. And then you're the Pirates. You don't make the playoffs for 20 years. And I'm not trying to like wish that on the Detroit Tigers organization, obviously, but like, this is the crucial point. This is it. This is it. This is where, and I'm not saying this off season in a nutshell, I'm not saying today or the, the like the last two months is going to completely determine the Tigers future, but these next two off seasons, I genuinely think are two of the most important off seasons. Uh, maybe in the history of the Tigers. Okay. That's way too dramatic. I meant I was meant to say in my head I promise uh was like in the last decade. That's what I was going to say certainly not in the history of the Tigers organization. But you get my point, right? Like they are that you're at a point now where every decision you make is to try to build the 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 rest of the roster around what you had in place when you sucked. Every rebuild gets to this point. It's it's the next step that's going to be crucial. I don't even know if I answered your question and I'm so terribly sorry if I didn't. When it comes to the AL Central, it is possible. If I had to put my money on it today, I would say they probably don't win the AL Central. But I think they still are very much in a position to take another step forward and then next offseason take an even bigger step forward and then we can start having that conversation a lot more seriously. But do I think it's impossible? No. The AL Central blows. And on top of that, The best teams in it are actively trying to spend less money. Anything's on the table in the AL Central, baby. It's the the Wild West. It's the Wild Central. All right. Okay, let's keep the ball rolling here. Uh, We got a lot more questions to get to. I've gotten through one in a segment, so we're making fantastic time. Uh, Let's keep the ball rolling. We will do that right after this. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is truly no better time to get in on the action. You have playoff races across football, right? It is the most electric time of year. Uh, MVP races oh, just awards in general. So many teams still in the mix. Uh, I mean, that just that Seahawks-Eagles game literally two nights ago, as you're listening to this, I guess, uh, was an absolute electric factory. Um, I, <laughs> there's something about uh, Seahawks players after primetime wins giving fantastic interviews that I, uh, that I greatly appreciate. Uh, but the app is so easy to use over at FanDuel. Spreads, player props, over-unders, so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on this NFL season to get started. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two of Locked On Tigers. I appreciate you all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back on Friday, continuing to answer your questions probably. Uh, unless, again, any news comes across the table, then that will take priority. But uh, we'll probably continue just answering your fantastic questions from last Wednesday's episode. Now, uh, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today as well. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming. Okay, so now that uh, we have spent an entire first segment on literally one question, let's kind of try to burn through a few more of these. Um, We have one from Nolan, it says. Hey, Scotty, it's Nolan here. Just have a question for the mailbag. Do you think it's possible for... Yamamoto to come over I know a lot of people saying no but I'm a big believer in Yamamoto if not I think Marcus Stroman has been pitching very well I'm interested to hear your thoughts so first off Yamamoto I've said this a lot I am not trying to be the bearer of bad news or like ruin any fun or excitement for anybody I think the odds of Yamamoto being a tiger are about equivalent to the odds of me like growing a pair of wings right now and flying uh I I I think it's very slim okay so I'll I'll start with that and again not trying to like be the the jerk that's like no don't get excited about things Uh, but I wouldn't be doing my job like I I really think it's a slim chance Uh, extremely slim chance would love to be wrong though as far as Marcus Stroman goes um I don't mind the take. Now, this was also six days ago before we signed Flaherty. So I'm assuming that some of this mindset maybe has shifted. Uh, and so maybe there's not as much of a discussion now as there was if I had answered this right away. And we didn't sign Flaherty. And I actually could have answered this on Friday. Um, but uh, Stroman, I think, will get a decent price tag probably for a couple of years. He's getting a little older but, um, you know, Strowman and Comerica is something that we've, I've talked about on this show for like, what, two and a half, three years now, like, cause he keeps becoming available, uh, whether it's through trade or like only signing one year deals or opting out or whatever. I have talked a lot about, uh, how I think Strowman's fit in Comerica would actually be pretty good. And I think it, especially with the coaching staff we had now, we have now, it could be a pretty good match. Um, but again, I don't know if they're going to be in the business for too many more starting pitchers, period, now that we signed Flaherty. Again, I know that you asked that before that as well. Also, you asked, I think a possible trade is coming, but I don't think it's for Glassnow or Bieber. Obviously, Glassnow has been traded since this comment, uh, but I still think it could be for somebody else. I think the odd man out is a cube. by doer. or Matt Manning. I agree with you on both of those fronts. I, I've been uh, pretty vocal about that this offseason. So um, next one, we have... This one's from f 74 on YouTube, who says, I am all for signing another quality starter if this gives them depth. Again, this was six days ago, so also before signing Flaherty. Uh, to trade for a bat, who is, who is the bat or bats that sh- they should be targeting? Uh, and should the Tigers be looking to swing a trade with the Reds who have a logjam of young infielders for pitching help? Uh, so first off, you have a part two here. And a second that I'm I'm really really excited. You asked about and I would love to get to. Um, so when it comes to, to like targeting teams, it's so hard to target players in trade talks because you have no idea teams' motives and uh, and whatnot from ownership or just within the front office in general. Um, however, when it comes to teams, I would the Reds are obviously a really popular pick, and I don't disagree with that. The Orioles, for the same reason, are going to be a really po- popular pick. Um, when it, I also think, and this is like a more under the radar one that I brought up last week, I want to say, um, but I think like the brewers really not that they have some incredible pipeline of infielders, but they have some good high end, you know, like Willie Adamas was a tiger for start. I mean, not a tiger. He was in the tiger's minor league system, obviously uh we we brought him on board here so uh, i i think that that is a team that's kind of in that conversation as well um but yeah i think those are a few like teams that you could target part two here is really fascinating you discussed the payroll thresholds in relation to the otani contract and how this could be addressed in the next round of bargaining you mentioned how players Want teams to spend the threshold limits tend to impact only about five teams every year, but there are routinely eight to ten teams with a sub $100 million payroll. Do you think a minimum team payroll should be considered, which would force teams to spend a great show sincerely and every day? Or I appreciate you greatly for tuning in every day, it means the world to me. I have been so vocal. Maybe, uh, maybe I've kind of gotten off my soapbox late, lately. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting soft back when if you were a listener when uh when the lockout was happening this is like pre youtube okay we weren't even on youtube yet um the the, the sh- i <laughs> i'd like to think that i've gotten significantly better at my job since then uh but i was the host of this show during a pandemic when nothing was happening and nothing was allowed to happen so we were really scratching the bottom of the barrel for content there at some points and we did have a lot of conversations about that, I am extremely pro-salary floor. I will say, to in this part, it upsets some people, so I apologize if it upsets you. I am not necessarily the most gung-ho about a salary cap. Um, I think that all of these owners could spend, if they want to, uh, and if they wanted to, rather, And I think that the way baseball is set up with six years of service before you can become a free agent, you have plenty of opportunity to make a contender. I am not a, and like, if they implemented a salary cap, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is terrible. Like I, you know what I mean? I'm not that opposed to it, but I like my niche little awesome sport and the fact that it's the only one without it. And and that's like a personal thing that doesn't matter to anybody. But like I'm not, I'm not like oh we we need a salary cap. I am, however, very pro salary floor. I think that that would raise the competitive window. I think that unfortunately, it's something that players would love and owners would absolutely freaking hate. And so that's why I don't think it's going to be implemented anytime soon. I don't see it happening in the next round of negotiations um, for the CBA. Uh, I, which is unfortunate because I genuinely do think it would help. Like, could you imagine if the A's had to spend a certain amount of money this year, right? Like how fascinating would that situation look like? Or like if the Rays, they were like, okay, well, you guys are making a winner while spending little to nothing. What if we actually made you spend some money? Like there, or like Cleveland last year. You know, there, there's so many teams. You can go down the list. Um, so I am very pro-salary floor. Very pro-salary floor. Um, next up, we have uh, – this is from JC Davenport on YouTube. Would it be a good fit to send Manning, Flores, or another young starter to the Cardinals for Brendan Donovan or the Twins for Polanco? Uh, cards need starting pitching. Twins are looking to dump salary. And both are parting ways with those players. Tigers can pick up versatile players with experience at third base, high walk rate, low K rate. Fantastic profile analysis there. Spot on. Absolutely the guys they're targeting. Um, the thing with... And this is more Donovan than Polanco. Uh, I think the Cardinals absolutely love Brennan Donovan. And I don't think... That Manning Flores, and even another like middle tier prospect, I, I I don't know if that even gets Donovan. He has so many years of team control as well, which again we talk about all the time on this show. Team control determines value, right? It, like so much so, and so when talking about those two, I'm trying to think from the Twins' perspective, man, like they do have some young infielders. Coming up through the system, obviously Royce Lewis is healthy now. Uh, I I, I have a hard time believing that they would part ways. Either of those teams would part ways with those two guys. And if they do, uh, again, especially more Donovan, uh, I would be surprised if Manning and Flores and even another middle-level prospect was able to do it. I think to get Donovan, you would have to get rid of, like if you want to start it around Manning, that's fine, but he's not going to be the most valuable player in the deal. You're gonna to have to get rid of like legit a legitimate pitching prospect. Like a legitimate and, and like well, this is that's not like shade on Wilmer Flores, but like he's slowly kind of trickled down prospect rankings. Um I'm trying to f- game plan in my head if it's possible to get Brennan Donovan without getting rid of Jackson Job legitimately. Um if he, if you did want it to start with Manning Flores that third player would have to be a, a another, like, legitimate prospect. And that's, like, even if you want to avoid, like, that maybe be, like, Jace Young. I don't know. Or, like, maybe they want to go all pitching. Maybe it's Reese Olsen. Maybe it's Sawyer Gibson Long. You get what I'm saying? You, you'd start getting into the territory of, like, hold on, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I love Brennan Donovan. I want to make that very clear as well. He is one of my favorite players in the entire game of baseball, which breaks my heart to say out loud because I am the most passionate Cardinals hater there is. Um, I, I I'm a I'm a late '90s kid, man. Like the Cardinals ruined my childhood, as far as I'm concerned, right? Like I I don't know what to tell you. I I was a kid bawling my eyes out because David Eckstein went you know 30 for 15 with 72 homers in the World Series and, and I, like I I'll never forgive you David I'm sorry like I I'm sure you're a great guy you uh, you I'm never going to be a fan and uh so it breaks my heart to to give any respect really to uh, the Cardinals but I love Brendan Donovan and I love Jordan Walker as well but um that's a different tangent for a different day hopefully that somewhat answers your question I think that the price would have to be decently high there okay Um, let's keep the ball rolling. We will do that right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in as always making us your first listen every day. Okay. Last 10 minutes here. Final segment. Let's get through some more questions. Uh, given the hole at third base currently, if the Tigers were to offer Manning, Badu and either Brant Herter or Paul Wilson, Is there a third baseman that, with some pop, the Tigers could trade for, given this package? So, uh, first off, Paul Wilson, I would have to look up. I'm not sure he's eligible to be traded yet. you got to spend a certain amount of time in the roster after getting drafted. Uh, But, obviously, herder similar conversation there. Also, Paul Wilson's a guy where, like, he's still so young. That I'm kind of down to just like wait and see what he turns into. You know, like that's too much of a wild card for me to give up on this. We literally just drafted him. Uh, he has, uh, he's got some good velocity. We haven't even seen him pitch yet, right? High school arms usually, and clearly in this case, don't like pitch professionally because they want to save the arm and take care of it. So um, Paul Wilson's one of the players uh, like people always ask me, like under the radar prospects that I'm looking forward to in 2023. My answer probably is Paul Wilson. Um, or Kevin McGonigal. Um, so, but it, it, even just on the principle of, of Manning Badu and, and Herter, um, it's kind of similar to the last couple of questions. So we don't have to go too much more in depth again, like specific players are tough. I, I know that, uh, there's, there's always some comments in, well, just like my episodes and whatnot. Uh, but there's like a few like specific players that consistently, JD Davis being one of those uh, lately. There's there's a, there's a a portion of the fan base that that's pretty uh, vocal about you know their interest in him, which I, I don't have a problem with, really whatsoever. So, uh, you know, again, I, I think I'd I, I'm gonna fall back and and, and this might be a cop out. I'm really sorry if if you feel like it is. I'm not trying to make it be, but I think that you have to look at teams because you have to find a team that a could use pitching. Because that is what your surplus is of, and B has a a my favorite word a plethora of infielders that play multiple positions, preferably third base, and that is what like the teams that you need to target or the, the what you need to target more rather than individual players. Now, if there's individual players on those teams you target, then then Bob's your uncle, you're in business. But like that, I, I think it's because that's kind of how trades work. It's much more fluid of like, okay, well, I have this who is within like the tier of like value that we could be giving back, et cetera, tossing names back and forth, not as much walking up. Like I, if I don't leave here with this one person, then we're not doing a trade, right? You lose all your leverage in that situation. So uh, I, I think that it, I think that teams is probably the way to uh, to, to view that. Okay. Um, let's see another one. Oh, another one from Dunn F seventy four says uh, another mailbag question. If you were, what do you think about the Tigers trying to sign Mitch Garver? Um, MLB trade rumors has him at three years, thirty nine million dollar contract. FanGraphs has two years with similar AAV. They need bats, better offensive production. Kelly is a good defensive catcher, but can't hit. Garver can split time with Rodgers. He can play first and also DH. Um, you know. I I don't hate it for starters. Garver, I would like him to be better defensively, but he has been a a well above average offensive catcher for uh, the last several seasons and and for most of his career. I think, I mean, just looking at the going rate for some of the other, I don't want to say backup, but like 1B catchers that have been going this offseason, I think the Tigers are thrilled with what they have in 1B catcher and Carson Kelly. And does that mean that I'm over the moon about it or that I'm trying to convince you to be over the moon about it? No, but I I think that the Tigers are really pleased with going into camp with Jake Rogers, Carson Kelly, Dylan Dingler's now on the 40-man roster. And I I guess I don't really know what the future of Donnie Sands holds, but um, those three guys, I think they're relatively confident in rolling into the, uh, into spring training and into opening day with that, to be honest, I, I think they're comfortable. Um, and I don't think that they want to spend that kind of money on a one B catcher for right or wrong. Okay. Uh, let's get a couple more out here if we can. Uh, okay. Actually, there's one, I think we're going to end on this one. Cause I can imagine I can already foresee myself. Actually, what is this? Scott, has anyone told you you look like young Chris Christie, catcher for his high school baseball team? Okay, we're going to look that up and figure out if you're canceled or not. Okay, how do I share screen? Share screen. Okay. Okay, let's see. Chris Christie. young. Um, okay. I don't need to read an article about Chris Christie. Okay. Um, I have no comment. I have no comment on, um, on whether that actually legitimately when my hair was longer back in the day, I think the resemblance is probably even stronger. We're not going to talk about that ever again. Thanks. Um okay, so uh, I think the last one I want to end on is an extension con- a question. Yes, okay. This is from Shane Dillon on YouTube. Um okay, actually I read the wrong name. He asks thoughts on tra- obtaining Tommy Edmund. it's been sitting on my line uh, sitting on my mind since last year's trade deadline. Um, I I think that uh, they have already sold off enough to where they're probably going to keep Edmund at this point, right? Uh, Like the trade of Tyler O'Neill, et cetera. I think that they're probably going to hold on to him now. Uh, But uh, I think pre them trading off a couple more pieces that could have been in the realm of possibility. But I think now they're probably just going to hold. Okay. Where is this question? Here we, Oh, it's also from Shane Dillon. Duh. Great question, as always. Uh, he says, second question, when do we extend our young, younger stars, Tor Green and Scooble and Scary Carry? Scary this is where we'll end the show. So I think this is a question I get so, so often. And when talking about when to extend these guys, you don't want to extend someone that has all these ifs. And you have six years of team control before they are a free agent. The Tigers are in no rush to extend them. Now, if they want to give them the big contract that some of the young players have gotten, right, where you are uh, going past six years of service to go into their free agency, and then you get them on a discount then, is presuming they continue to improve, right, just value-wise. Um, <clears throat> uh, then then I would welcome it to an extent. But there are so many questions still surrounding them, right? Like, I think that Riley Green's in a position where if he plays a full 150-plus game season and is as good as we think he can be, he will probably have legitimate extension conversations next winter. Torkelson, I have no clue. There are so many ifs about Tork still. Right, his OPS was still in the mid 700s despite the 30 homers. Got off to a really slow start. We need to see more sustain, sustained success. Kerry Carpenter didn't have a homer the last like six weeks of the season. Got to see some adjustments being made. Tarek Skubal has not even come relatively close to a full season of Major League Baseball yet. Right, like all of these guys still have so many questions. They are not about to spend and like lock up long term money on any of those four dudes anytime soon and soon I mean like in the next like coming weeks and months I think green is a candidate next offseason and I think the other three could be a candidate I mean scuba if he goes out there and is like a Cy Young candidate and pitches 200 innings he's going to be a candidate next offseason but like you get my point like there's still so many question marks surrounding them and you don't need to that like these guys all have one two three years at most of control under their belt I think I I think there's still a a lot to prove for this core before we start having that conversation, legitimately. Okay, thanks for being locked on, Tigers. Your first listen every day. Appreciate you all for tuning in. As always, we will be back on Friday, continuing to answer your questions. All right, I appreciate you all greatly, for real. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.